I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, unhappy hour lovebirds. Am I right? Everyone find someone for Valentine's Day? No, me neither. That's right. Valentine's Day is coming up. It is our special Valentine's Day episode, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions about love, dating, relationships, so that we, the experts on love, because look at me, look at me. How many times have I been married? Like a dozen, probably, in some life. We are going to answer all of your love, dating, and relationship questions with what little expertise we have. So call us on our hotline, 601-600-7268, and leave us your question, complaint, concern about love, dating, and relationships, and we're going to answer them on an upcoming episode. It's our Valentine's Day special. Pour your champagne, eat your chocolate-covered strawberries, and cry yourself to sleep along with me. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm recording right next to my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Coming up today, we're kicking things off with a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shot about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into the many steps of procrastination procrastination what does it sound wrong <laughs> procrastination you're like hitting the crass part really hard there Pro- it's procrastination procrastination <laughs> sure procrastination it's almost like you're procrastinating getting into the rest of the episode right now i am because guess what i'm unprepared as <laughs> always listen we're all procrastinating probably now more than ever i would say oh yeah um, because i don't know anybody who's able to function well right now considering that we're very much still in the middle of a plague <laughs> plague it's winter we're lazy yeah nobody wants to do anything So we'll get into the many steps of that. And finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, what do you have to bitch about this week? I'm, I'm just assuming you have something to bitch about. Every time you walk in, you're always like, oh, listen up. Here, here I go with everything I have to bitch about. That's right. I come into your apartment every day and I just vomit all the things out of my system. You do. And I actually have a follow-up bitch to get into here, which is that um, people might remember that I famously broke my French press. And so I ordered another one and I didn't pay enough attention and I accidentally ordered one that's essentially for dogs. It is so small. It is this. I just it looked exactly the same as all the other French presses I've ever seen. Didn't really think that they came in other sizes. So I just ordered it. I did think, huh, that's a lot cheaper. That's cool. I got a deal. Nope. Turns out it's cheaper because it is for one single cup of coffee (laughs) and it is uh, just slightly larger than an Apple TV remote. I know this because I took a picture to show you for scale. (laughs) Good. I can't wait to see it. I've I've probably told this. I think I mentioned this story at one point before, but I ordered a copy of Chelsea Handler's one of her books. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, they sell miniature versions of them. <laughs> and I got one. I literally opened it up. It was like one inch by one inch. <laughs> Who is reading this book? <laughs> Just for mice. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's like a collectible item, but it was not indicated in any way that I was buying the miniature version. I've also, because I, of course, the second I opened it, I started laughing and I like immediately FaceTimed my friend to be like, look at this tiny French press. And she told me that her friend once accidentally, she like had a, a bunch of plastic chairs in her apartment and she went to buy a fourth matching one and she accidentally did buy one for dolls. <laughs> 
<laughs> that stuff almost makes more sense to me. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe there's a time when you just want one little cup of coffee. Yeah, I know. I never I just... want to read a mini book. What I'm saying <laughs> no. is that my trauma is more important than yours. I know. I know. You're right. What a, well, speaking of. What, what's traumatizing you this week? Well, I said the second you walked in, I have, because I'm bougie as fuck, I have two bathrooms in my apartment. Yes, I'm better than everybody. <laughs> I'm also in debt. <laughs> um, I unwisely got a two-bedroom apartment, has two bathrooms, which means that forever since I've lived here, you have only used the guest bathroom. It is actually my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's practically speaking your bathroom. And I have my own bathroom, which until today you have never seen. I, I hadn't. <laughs> I have not. Because I've always relegated you to the lesser bathroom. Right. But something happened to that toilet this week uh-huh. and I'm awaiting. I should, I should just say, when you say it's my bathroom and then you follow that by saying something happened to the toilet, I just want to make it clear. It was not my fault. It was not your fault. No. Here's what happened. It is honestly more weird than it sounds. <laughs> I painted my bedroom this week. <gasps> Uh, also, correction from last week, because I, I believe oh, yeah. I said that it is totally fine for anybody to just like, if you paint a room, to sleep in that room the same night. Um, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there are like some paints that are like specifically made with like zero, like zero toxins. Sure. So it's c- totally fine to sleep in it like you could sleep in the bucket of paint if right, you want. Right, right, yeah. I don't think that's the paint that I bought. The next <laughs> day, I, like, put everything back where it was and then laid down to take a nap. And um, I was like, "It's the smell of paint is still so strong. Yeah. Uh, and then I looked it up and it was like, yeah, you should probably wait, like, several days before <laughs> sleeping in a room. So I was sleeping on, like, the couch for several days. Um, so this is a good reminder that um, uh, not to take our advice. No, absolutely ever. never. <laughs> also, I made the unwise decision of painting in the middle of winter. So it's almost impossible to leave a, a window open without ensuring that all of my pipes will burst. I'll right. wake up with an icicle hanging off my nose like a cartoon. <laughs> so uh, I have the window cracked the smallest amount. I have like five fans in my room. And I read online that if you fill a bucket with water... Uh, it helps, it like absorbs the paint smell. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that also, if you add lemon slices to it, it absorbs the paint smell even more. Mm. So I've just had like a bucket of lemon slices sitting and I change out the water. So then I had the bucket of lemon slices sitting in the bathroom and I went to dump out the water and the <laughs> lemon slices came out. And at first I was like, oh shit, I should stop. I shouldn't dump all of them. Uh-huh. But then I was like, they're pretty much this. They're a slice pretty small. And I was like, they're pretty much the size of little poops. Okay. And then immediately, <laughs> I mean, immediately it clogged. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, not to get too graphic, but what happens the second you flush it is that the poop should like, break apart. Right. Right. A lemon slice, not so much. So anyway, it remains clogged. <laughs> um, I plunged for like an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I realized my plunger doesn't actually work um, because it doesn't form like a very good seal, um, which is, uh, I have multiple beefs. One, okay. <laughs> the size of toilet holes are too small. Okay. okay. We have advanced as a society far too much. Assholes are bigger now than they were a hundred years ago. <laughs> we need to update toilets. Toilets are trash cans. Um, two, yeah, every toilet should have a garbage disposal in it. Now I should have a idea. button. Yeah. that I can press that will obliterate whatever is in my <laughs> toilet seat. Uh, also, why are plungers round when a toilet hole is never round? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like some toilet holes are. Sure. But oftentimes a toilet hole is kind of oval. Yep. And there's like a slope the to slope, it. Yeah. And in order for a plunger to work, it has to create a hermetic seal <laughs> in the bottom of the bowl. And it's impossible to do that. Like air should not escape when you put the plunger down. Right. And that's what was happening. Uh-huh. So I was like, there's no way these lemon slices are going to come <laughs> loose. So I had to order a new plunger that arrived today. But I also don't know... If it's even going to work or if I'm going to have to call pl- uh, a plumber. I can't wait for you to have to call a plumber. I also feel like it's really special that in one week you became both a painter and a plumber. <laughs> You're a full on handyman. I was deep in like message boards online <laughs> for, for people. It's like surely someone else has had this problem. The only other person I could find was someone who was like my child flushed an entire lemon down the toilet. <laughs> that is my my kin. <laughs> 
I'm I'm not gonna call a plumber. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I'll try the plunger. If the plunger doesn't work, I'll try like a snake. I also saw people suggest like putting a bag, uh, like a garbage bag over your hand and just going like full kind of farmer up a cow's yes. ass with it. <laughs> yes. So we'll see what <laughs> the solution is. Stay tuned. Yeah, this will be the will riveting story of the lemon slices I flushed down my toilet. Um, what weird stuff have you flushed down your <laughs> toilet? Let us know at unhappy hour on Instagram. <laughs> So anyway, that's my complaint for the week. Oh, good, good. Well, Plungers we in toilet holes. Well, we also checked the rant hotline just to, you know, see if there were any complaints there. And it turns out our sneaky little producer, Melissa, called it. Oh. And we have not checked the transcript. We have not listened. This is going to be the first time hearing this. So all right, let's do it. Roll the tape. Hi, Matt. Hi, Harry. This is producer Melissa calling the rant hotline because I finally want to bitch about the one thing I hate that everyone else loves, and that is the band Journey. I have hated the band Journey, and specifically the song Don't Stop Believing. Since I was a teenager and was watching too much behind the music, I have gotten into physical altercations with people about this. Not me, but it was still really weird at a bar. I have been known to leave entire buildings if the song starts playing. I will leave an entire karaoke situation if anyone starts to sing any journey song. I don't just so much. I don't like it. I just hate it. It's just like too cringy. It's like fucking nails on a chalkboard on my ears. And then everyone sings along in the bar. I, I don't know. I feel like it, recently people have sort of been like, oh, I hate Goody too. They're overrated. I just want to say I hated them both and I've hated them both <laughs> all off. <laughs> everyone needs to stop playing those songs. They're so annoying. Um, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> okay. Um, unfortunately, that was Melissa's last ever words on Unhappy Hour. <laughs> She's now banned from calling into our rant hotline or from working on this show. Uh, I will say, okay, yes, as a gay, I am predisposed to not like Journey because yes. that of all of the karaoke kind of genre of music, that is like the straightest. The, absolutely the straightest. Don't Stop Believing, though, is like, I know I'm white trash. It's a classic. <laughs> I'm going to sing along no matter what. Yeah, but is it because you want to or because it's like a spell that has been cast and you feel like No, it's can't absolutely not. a hex that I'm under. <laughs> it is a curse that has been laid upon all the whites. We are, are obligated to sing along. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say, and I, I'm sorry because now it seems like this will be my last episode, um, but I also can't stand that band or that song. But what makes it worse is like at my summer camp growing up, which is a Jewish summer camp, you know what I went I was going there in the 90s I had counselors who were a lot older so there were also a lot of journey songs that were like repurposed to be camp songs oh god and yeah that that makes it I mean so yeah. much worse to be clear nobody has like a good memory with journey <laughs> It's never the soundtrack of like a positive life moment. It's only trauma. Yeah, it's literally the end of Sopranos <laughs> trauma. <laughs> it is also, I think, the nail in the coffin for Journey was that it was the defining song of Glee. That yeah. was the launching song of Glee was yeah. Don't Stop Believing." That is what was in all of the teaser commercials for the first episode of Glee. And... Yeah, we were haunted by that. And yeah, did I watch every episode of Glee? Did it did it rest me out of the closet? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have a distinct memory of a kid in college, though, saying, um, I mean, I don't watch Glee for like the plot. I watch it for the music. <laughs> <laughs> As if that was like the, the thing that would make it less cringy. <laughs> it's like, no, no, we hate all of it, actually. <laughs> There's no good part of Glee. I'm just saying we're all complicit in the popularization of Journey and we all have to accept that. We do. And hey, if you lovely listeners have some shit you need to get off your chest, you can always call us at 601-600-RANT. That's what? 601-600-7268. Yeah, you know we always have our rant hotline episodes, but we're trying to feature more listeners in more episodes. So call in with your rants. And now let's get into the headlines. Do 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 do. That's my breaking news alert. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. First, police in Ireland 
Oiland. 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 Are investigating reports that the body of a dead man was brought to a post office in an attempt to collect his pension. <laughs> what? I don't understand. Is happening? The Missouri State Highway Patrol sent out an alert to cell phones statewide warning the public that police in Gotham City, Missouri, were searching for a purple and green vehicle on the run. Doesn't sound uh, right, does it? Because uh-uh. it's wrong. <laughs> Turns out there is no Gotham City, Missouri, and the car described was one used by the Joker in the 1989 Batman movie. The one that turned you gay, right? What? <laughs> Isn't that the movie <laughs> Batman and Robin? Isn't oh. oh, I was like, there was a Batman car that turned people gay? I do not remember that as a plot of Batman. <laughs> no, the 1989 Batman did not feature the Joker or did it? No, it didn't. Okay. The 19, the, the, no, no, the 1989 Batman did feature the Joker. The one that turned me gay was Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. With Chris O'Donnell. Got it. Because they had no business making that bat suit and Robin suit so tight. (laughs) Nipples hard as a rock. Okay. Just absolute like, giant bulges <laughs> just their weapons yeah and then there i am you know eight years old hard as a, a <laughs> hard boulder as <laughs> <laughs> it was also very confusing because poison ivy that was the that was the movie with poison ivy mm. and arnold schwarzenegger as Iceman or whatever and poison ivy was also very like seductive mm. long story short this was obviously a mistake they quickly told people to disregard it and said that this was a routine test that was accidentally transmitted statewide. I just feel like this should be like the nuclear like system (laughs) where it's like multiple people have to turn the key at the same time (laughs) and then like they die as a result of it. (laughs) Anyway, shout out to them. I hope they find, I hope they find the car they're looking for next. (laughs) An 18 year old was arrested in Miami only in Florida. After allegedly impersonating a corrections officer while talking to staff members at a high school. <laughs> so I unclear whether this guy went to this high school, whether this was like an 18 year old who goes to this high school and then like showed up pretending to be a corrections officer. <laughs> but school police noticed that there was this young guy inside the high school. He was wearing a um, Miami-Dade County Corrections and Rehabilitation Department jacket and a traffic vest, and he had a Florida Corrections badge. But his big mistake, the police, according to the police, his badge photo did not look like him. Classic error, dude. Catfishing those teens. Yeah, you can't get a fake ID that doesn't look like you. Yeah. You have to at least get one that kind of resembles you or at least you it's like oh that i was actually a little bit skinnier than yeah fun fact i had a fake id but <gasps> the person who made it spelled my last name wrong <laughs> wow <laughs> so then and, and in bloomington because i went to school at iu you had to show your id and then another form of of id so usually a credit card but my credit card had my last name spelled correctly so it was useless it was well it was useful in indianapolis because they didn't give a shit yeah, I was far too anxious of a person to have a fake ID. There's I, no way. I would have cracked under pressure immediately. The reason I got it is because my cousin was getting married at a bar and I was under 21 and wanted to go to his wedding. <laughs> but, that was the, That's the lamest possible I know it reason. Was. It was what a loser. <laughs> I am embarrassed to know you. You know what I just remembered? What? That fake ID is a Florida ID. Oh. Wow, this is so beautiful. I mean, that tracks. What a full circle moment. Honestly. I think it was like Peachtree Road or something. Because you memorize, you had to memorize every detail in yep. case they like, questioned you about it. Yep. See, but that was also the thing that I was worried about is even if I presented my actual ID, if they questioned me about <laughs> it, I would crack uh, immediately too. <laughs> I don't know any details about my life. I don't know my star sign. <laughs> I don't know what lies I told the DMV to get that license. <laughs> So police said that the, the that this 18-year-old said he'd just been hired by the corrections department and that he would be attending the academy soon. So he's just a go-getter. Yes. You know, he was just kind of showing up. Don't dress for the job you have, okay? Dress for the one you want. Boom. He wanted to 
I don't know, be a, a, be a corrections narc? officer. <laughs> I also, is a corrections officer like a jail person? Is that what they're called? Jail people? <laughs> yeah, but then why do they have a traffic vest? I don't know. He was just kind of cosplaying as all of the officers. <laughs> so good for him. You know, don't settle for just one job. Be all of them. Yeah. They said he had like handcuffs on him. He did have, um, he didn't have a firearm, but he had a, a pouch on his hip in the shape of a firearm. Okay. And I don't really know what that means like, so at a all. a holder? A pocket knife, two credit cards that didn't belong to him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who is this? What are you trying to gain here? It does say also two credit cards that didn't belong to him, but also it doesn't say whether the credit cards belong to the person whose badge that he had. So it, like I, either he's like collecting identities or he just stole one person's kind of Yeah, belongings. he like knocked them out and this poor guy is just like stranded somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I feel like we should be out looking for him. I mean, they got him. Oh, the other guy. Yeah, the guy whose uniform it is and badge. Right. And classic like 90s movie. Yeah. He's tied up in his big tidy whities somewhere. <laughs> his mouth has, you know, colorful rope across it. Yeah. He was just trying to do a career day at his kid's high school. And then boom, one of the other kids put him in the janitor's closet. Also, it says this 18 year old complained of heart pain and difficulty breathing. And so he was taken to the hospital to be checked out. That's always a good idea. Whenever you're getting arrested, just be like, oh, my heart. Yeah. Solid tip. Next. A woman in Pennsylvania prompted a heated debate after a mysterious animal appeared on her property. So she saw these prints outside of her door. She followed the track. She thought it could be like a neighbor's lost dog. She finds this animal, said it looked cold and sad. And so she brought it inside. And then she called animal control and they showed up and they were like, Ma'am, this is a coyote. <laughs> you just brought a wild animal into your house. And then it turns out they don't, they still don't know if it's a dog or a coyote. I don't understand. Like, I know that they are similar, but they are also different enough where I'm like, what creature is this? Is this a new creature? <laughs> is it a new species? I also don't know, like, what, who cares? <laughs> or is it a coyote is just like, genetically predisposed to being like wild yeah i think uh, yes yes uh, they're they're definitely not domesticated so i also feel like this is a matter of like they need to know what kind of animal it is so they know where to put it like is this going with like the, like through the shelter system i right. mean what an exciting time for that coyote if it is a coyote Just it is like less going exciting. to the shelter and being like what are all of you right there are some stories like this that are like, you know, person finds dog, turns out it's actually like a rabid raccoon, <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun because it's like, you know, you, you, oh, you don't expect that. Do you surprise <laughs> twist? But this it's like, OK, it's a coyote. I guess it is true. It's like dogs, as we know them, have been um, ruined over centuries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we took dogs and we gave them like health issues <laughs> we we destroyed them yeah yeah and but in we got order to bend them it. to their our will yeah, exactly is, it's, it's all like, worth it sorry we kind of compressed your nasal system <laughs> so that you can't breathe and you'll die like 20 years before you're supposed to but at least you're cute <laughs> um so yeah according to the veterinarian they posted on facebook that they've started you know treatment to kind of because i guess it like wasn't in very good shape and also it's like a puppy um and it's like shaved so it's hard to tell exactly if it's a dog or a coyote so th they collected um like a dna sample and are sending it out to a lab to determine what it is uh and it might take a few weeks i just don't no offense to this vet and i know that all these people involved in the story know better than me but at the same time like you're a vet how do you not know if this is a dog or a coyote? You should be able to put your fingers on one of its nipples and be like, yep, that's a coyote nip. Yep. A wi the wildlife rehabilitator told Inside Edition. I don't know <laughs> why, why they're like tipping off the paparazzi. It, like, <laughs> it sounds like a gossip site. Uh, they told Inside Edition that she believes it's a coyote, but its behavior is dog-like, mm. which is actually how I would describe a fucking coyote. <laughs> behavior is dog-like. <laughs> Give me my veterinary degree. 
Uh, it did make me think of this other TikTok that I saw that I insist we include, which is a woman in her car seeing a coyote cross an empty parking lot. That's why I can't be walking around. Look at this big motherfucker. Where you going? You won't bite me, you hungry bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially making that. Whenever I see an animal in public, that is my catchphrase. <laughs> You ain't biting me, you hungry bitch. <laughs> uh, and finally, this is a story that was sent to us by approximately every single listener, <laughs> I think. So thank you to everybody who sent this in. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. Yes. This is we have drills for this, and you you did what you were supposed to. A large truck carrying 100 lab monkeys to a CDC facility crashed in Pennsylvania, strewing cages full of monkeys all along the highway. And at least three, possibly four monkeys escaped. And you know who was responsible? Fred the goat. Fred, Fred the, the goat. goat. Are you kidding me? These are lab monkeys. These are prisoners of science who are being taken over. This is also like the beginning of like some sort of Planet of the Apes situation where like these mutated monkeys suddenly escape yeah. and like are going to take over the world. No, this is absolutely the start of the next pandemic for sure <laughs> i re remember how we're like still kind of not exactly sure if covid is the result of like a lab error right i think they pretty much ruled it out but also like that's how this shit happens <laughs> it's uh, some mistake like this and then someone literally what happened is that the truck got into an accident um all of these boxes and cages were strewn about one of them or a couple of them got like crushed open I don't think any monkeys died in the crash. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any reporting about that. But there was a woman who was driving directly behind the truck when it crashed and she stopped. Could you imagine? Sorry, I just want to pause. Could you imagine just being behind a truck and then all of a sudden there's just all of these motherfucking monkeys? <laughs> well, they were sort of from pictures. They were in like cardboard boxes. Oh. It was like cages inside of boxes, so okay. they couldn't see out. I'm guessing, I'm hoping that there were like holes in them. PETA released a statement saying that um, they were like, we've been waiting for this moment. That that like Department of whatever Department of Agriculture or whatever is responsible for this is is investigating. But this woman driving behind it sees the crash, um, doesn't know what's in the boxes, stops to help out. One of the one of the people was like, oh, I think they're cats because they saw like a, what looked like a cat run across the road. So she approached it and then it turns out it's fucking monkeys. <laughs> one of them hisses at her, spits in her face. <gasps> and now she like is being treated for like potential infection. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. <laughs> like she said the next day she developed um, pink eye and a cough. Is receiving treatment to prevent rabies. Oh, good, 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 good. But also it's like, okay, these were bound for a facility that was like a CDC sanctioned quarantine facility. So like... Really? Yes. Oh my God. I just, when I hear lab monkeys, I'm like, I don't know, maybe they're going to like test lipstick on them. Like, what if these were all monkeys that were like, oh, we infected all of these monkeys with COVID, and then this woman just got spit on by a COVID-infected monkey? I love that this is turning into a full-on conspiracy podcast. <laughs> this is absolutely a conspiracy story, okay? I will go full tin hat on this. <laughs> this woman um, said, okay, so she posted on Facebook, what a day, I tried to help out on an accident, was told that there were cats in the crates. So it's like, who is telling her, oh, these are just cats? Who is that? Yeah. So I went over to pet them only to find out it's monkeys. And then she said now she has like COVID like symptoms. Okay. Which to be fair is like any, any symptom. symptom. For at least a day, one of the monkeys was unaccounted for. Uh, and the authorities were begging the public not to attempt to look for them, not to approach them, not to capture them, which is something that like they say about any escaped animal but right. still i'm like okay why what aren't you telling us why can't we approach the monkey but yeah so this woman was like oh i i talked to the local and national news because i was the witness to the crash but now some people are like accusing her of being paid by the media to talk about the crash I don't know, like, who's paying her to talk about it or why, but it's like, yeah, why? Oh, is she being paid to, like, claim that, you know, 
like what is she, I don't really get the conspiracy here. Yeah, I'm searching I for the conspiracy. Yeah. To be able to put the tin hat on, no, it just it's it's too far gone for me. She did say that she learned after she learned that the crates contained monkeys, she assumed that they were being transported to a zoo because the driver never mentioned anything about monkeys being imported and being transported to a lab. So I'm like, what did the driver know? When did he know it? Okay, this is a classic Monica Lewinsky situation. <laughs> okay, what is, oh, it depends on what the definition of is is, doesn't it? I'm just saying there's something they're not telling us. The leap and from monkeys to Monica Lewinsky. If I go missing in the next several days, you know why. It's because I'm asking questions. This is why they should put me on Spotify. Okay. Get rid of that other guy. Joe Rogan. Right. We're going to have a man full tuxedo on the pod. Yeah. Uh, claiming to be a scientist. <laughs> That's literally also I'm just repeating uh, this literally what is going on is he has had a succession of like crazy anti-vaxxers and one of whom showed up in like a full tuxedo <laughs> and bow tie. You know, just going to a black tie event afterwards. For Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast, the former host of Fear Factor. This is... <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. And obviously, you need even more of us. You can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash mattbellasai. We'll get video of our bonus stories. You'll also get a special separate podcast feed of our bonus stories. So it's basically like an extra episode that shows up right in your podcast app every week. And we have video of some former guest complainer interviews, the extended version. So head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash mattbellasai. It's only $5 a month and you support the show you support me it's a great investment even though i haven't updated it <laughs> but i will tomorrow and you know the monkey story really did come from all of you sharing it and bringing it to our attention so please continue to share and tag us in ridiculous news stories that you want us to cover on happy hour on instagram next we are diving deep into procrastination right after this commercial break deep dive deep dive deep dive deep dive deep dive deep dive deep I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Well, if you're like me, you have approximately 100 things you're supposed to be doing right now that you're not doing, are you? You're not doing them. Look at you. Look at you just sitting there listening to this podcast, vegetating in your own filth. Well, all of your deadlines inch closer and closer. You disgust me. Okay, I just, the fact that you actually get to stare into my eyes while you say <laughs> that is not fair. <laughs> It's true. You all disgust me, but also you're not alone because also I disgust me. <laughs> I am the absolute king of procrastinating, okay? It is the number one skill on my resume. I have perfected the art of procrastination because doing things is terrible. I don't know if you know this. Doing things is terrible. I don't want to do anything ever. Amen. In my ideal world, I am 
sitting on a lily pad. I don't even have to go out of my way to get food. Mm -hmm. My tongue just flies out and gets the food and brings it to me. (laughs) That is my ideal existence. Okay. I don't, I'm just, I stay right where I'm sitting. Everything comes to me just in the sun, absorbing everything. And then, oh, oh, I'm having babies. Guess what? They're growing right on my back. (laughs) I don't have to work. Just come put your seed in me and I'll release the tadpoles. Whenever I see someone on a dating app who's like, oh, I'm looking for someone ambitious, pass. Not the, the, not going to be a match. Come be me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be anybody. I'm not trying to go anywhere. I'm trying to. I'm shooting for average. There we go. Okay. Realistic goals. The point is doing stuff sucks, which is why putting stuff off is amazing. It feels so good. But also, it's terrible. <laughs> there is nothing like the crushing guilt that a company is not doing something that you're supposed to be doing. It's the the crushing guilt spiral. So today, let us unpack the many insidious steps of our favorite, least favorite activity, procrastination. Okay, so let's get in the mood. Okay, imagine you have a deadline. I can imagine like 40 right now. An assignment is due. Okay, yeah, this is easy for me to slip (laughs) into because I have several. (laughs) Um, I don't know. You promised your teacher, your boss, your friend, whomstever, that you would finish the thing that you said you were going to finish by this time. And here you are not doing it. I just remember that I'm supposed to record a video for my aunt's birthday. This is a legitimately I've been (laughs) I just remembered today yeah no, i need to write it down <laughs> okay so let us count the steps that you go through in procrastinating first okay obviously you start by calculating the amount of time that you have to do the thing right and then you, you'll tell yourself oh my god i have so much time i have yeah. so much time i'll just start it a week before it's due and then when that day comes you're like listen i still have a whole week Okay, I'll start tomorrow. Then I'll still have six whole days to do it. That's a lot of days. And then you do that every day <laughs> until it's the night before and you are a fiery ball of anxiety questioning every decision you've ever made in your life. I love the strength that I feel in the beginning where I'm like, well, even if I do wait until the night before, like I'm going to get it done. I'm not going to not do it. So I will get it done. And it's just like that confidence is crushing. See, the mistake that I made is is a mistake that you only make once, which is realizing when you miss a deadline that the world does go on. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, I can just continue missing deadlines <laughs> <laughs> and everything will keep spinning it for at least another few million years. Yeah, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Then, of course, it's the night before. And then you calculate the number of hours that you have left to do the thing. I do this so much. You divide it up into manageable chunks, right? So you're like, oh, I have 14 hours left. So all you need to do is write 500 words per hour for the next 14 hours straight, which is totally, that's like nothing. Yeah, you don't need to eat, drink, sleep. No, for 14 straight hours. So what if I even miss an hour? I'll just write a thousand words the next hour. Yeah. Easy peasy. And then you go into the absolute spiral that is everything to distract yourself. Starting with, let's see, step number 17. Distract yourself with the latest episode of Euphoria, obviously, because it's Mm. the show everybody's watching. If you don't watch it now, someone will spoil it for you. Or at the very least, you won't be a part of the cultural conversation. And then you're not going to be able to write as good as you normally would. Right, because it's like, oh, no, uh, I'm not on top of everything that I... I'm not on top of all of my shows. Yeah, and you need to be inspired. And you'd never know when a spoiler might come out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you want someone... Someone could be shouting down the hallway. Yeah. Because here's something I'll bitch about right in the middle of the deep dive. (laughs) I have a neighbor who lives down the hall who... um, frequently is just like plays fetch with their dog in the hallway (laughs) uh sometimes we'll just leave the dog in the hallway and i have seen it just roaming up and down and then one time i went to get on the elevator and the dog ran in the elevator (laughs) with me and the woman started screaming (laughs) as if i was going to just steal her dog right from under her (laughs) you should have but for the last of course i like immediately stopped the elevator Uh, i wasn't gonna like oh i guess he's taking the ride with me (laughs) i don't know how many times that has happened to her Anyway, for the past like couple of weeks, they they will just like play with their infant toddler in the hallway. <laughs> and so I hear it like screaming. <laughs> 
And yes, it's like two degrees in New York. I understand that you, you know, it's a pandemic. You probably are, are not. What I'm saying is you... Put a muzzle on the kid. You're going to play in the hallway. Yeah. Okay, plenty of mothers have figured this out. I'm just saying, don't play with your child in my fucking hallway. But also, yeah, how do I know if they're playing with, you know, playing in the hallway? And it's like, oh, did you see the latest episode of Euphoria? That's what they're talking about their infant about. <laughs> right. And then they ruin it. So let's see. Step 34 of procrastination. You should make dinner first, right? Yeah. Because you've been you've you've been telling yourself all this time you should cook more, and then what better time to start than right now when you have far more important things to do? Yeah. Also, like your body needs energy in order to do the thing that you need to do. Exactly. I feel this all the time where I'm like, am I just hungry or am I having a panic attack? Yeah. <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> But also doing all that onion chopping, it's probably stimulating for your brain. Oh, absolutely. Right? The because, sensory experience. Yeah, you're just kind of doing the rote chop, chop, chop. And hey, if you're feeling real gutsy, chop a finger off. <laughs> That's a great excuse. Then you oh, have an actual medical doctor reason. Right. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I couldn't do that thing um, by the deadline. But I had to spend a lot of time looking for the stub and like putting it on ice. And then, oh, the, you know, the doctor asked all kinds of questions. But yeah, I mean, all that. It's actually like you kind of are working on the thing. Yeah. This is, it's basically productivity foreplay. It's right. It's all about the process. You're, like, you're getting it wet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. kind of just playing with the tip. Next, obviously, you have to deep clean your rugs. Of course. <laughs> because everybody knows an uncluttered apartment equals an uncluttered mind. Yeah. Uh, and even though you've literally never thought about deep cleaning your <laughs> rugs once before, it just feels like now is the right time to do it. Right. Like if you get all of those dust mites out of your rug, imagine how much better you're going to do that thing. Yeah. Also, you got all that dust in the air otherwise, and then you're sneezing. You're constantly sneezing. You're not able yeah. to pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Why do you think I spent hundreds of dollars on an air purifier? Yeah. <laughs> I literally did this week while I was procrastinating. I was like, you know what I need? An air purifier. <laughs> um, and I can already tell my life is vastly improving, mm -hmm. which is the other procrastination step. Steps 67. Yeah, that's one more on. Start online shopping Ooh, for yeah. a new set of saucepans, because if you don't do it now, you'll probably forget and what if, oh, what if they're on sale? Yeah. And then you're checked tomorrow and you're like, fuck, they were on sale yesterday. Look at all the money I missed out on. I should have checked yesterday, even though I had a deadline. Now I have to pay full price when I could have saved money because it was on sale. When you put it that way, it's actually idiotic not to online shop in this moment. Yeah. It's like, what is better, doing your job to earn money or saving money by shopping when it's on sale. Right. That's actually perfect logic, yeah. I think. The put, put that on the LSAT. Yeah, you're like an accountant. Next step, st 96. Convince yourself that you should take a nap. Because obviously mm. you'll be way more fresh and alert after you've laid down for 30 minutes. Yeah. Even though obviously you'll wake up three hours later feeling even less coherent than you were before. Not knowing what day, time, year it is. Mm -hmm. But maybe that confusion will also kind of like create some sort of really cool motivation. Right. You wake up fully disoriented and in that kind of primordial state. Yes. That's kind of ripe for... Do you ever read the Da Vinci Code? I actually haven't, but you talk <gasps> about Da Vinci so often that I feel da like Vinci? I should. <laughs> I distinctly remember a point in the plot. I think this is in the Da Vinci Code where like a daughter sees her dad orgasm. <laughs> okay. Her, I think her dad. Never mind. I don't want to read this. It's something like uh, it's something like this. This woman's family is part of some, you know, like the Illuminati, uh, and they have these weird kind of like eyes wide shut parties where they're all wearing masks and engaging in like sex. Okay, engaging in sex—that's what I call it. <laughs> and um, she like accidentally like walks in on it. And there's a whole bit about like how your mind is supposedly like the clearest at the moment of orgasm. Okay. My whole point is, yeah, when you wake up from a nap, you're basically in that state of pure bliss. Yeah. That was the whole reason <laughs> for that. <laughs> really detour. glad we got there. <laughs> um, let's see. Step 107. Watch 
45 minutes of TikTok videos for inspiration. Yeah. Even though nobody has ever been inspired by anything <laughs> that has ever happened on TikTok in the history of that app. And in fact, and in fact, everybody just ends up a more degenerate, lesser version of themselves. But sometimes you have to bring yourself down in, in order to build yourself up to do something, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you know you can go further down, you're just going to be thinking about that. Yeah. Reach rock bottom before yes. you're able to work on your thing. Um, <laughs> Next up, obviously, check WebMD to see if that pain in your shoulder is actually like a rare form of flesh-eating shoulder disease. Because you got to get that under control. Yeah. What if you're the first person to have it and then they have to name the disease after you? Yeah. You never know. You never know. Next, snack time. Hey! And by snack time, I mean eat an entire meal. <laughs> Of goldfish, Doritos. What else? Oh, this step is very important when you're procrastinating. Yeah. Go through the mental list that you keep of all the people who are definitely better than you. And just think about how they would have definitely had this done weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And it would be a whole lot better than what you'll eventually shit out. Next, spend 30 minutes thinking about going to the gym because that will definitely give you more energy. Your brain will be on top. You'll come back. You'll be super ready to go. You'll crush it. Yes. And then really, you just lie on the floor uh, in your workout clothes for an indeterminate amount of time thinking about all the mistakes that you've made in life that have led you to this moment. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that that's like really healthy. Yeah, that's a huge step in my procrastination is usually I, I lie prone on the ground and I'm like, oh, this is good for my back. Um, actually, this is like a lot of productivity experts say like lie on the ground. Yeah, well, I mean, sitting can just be really bad for your back. And what are you going to stand? You, do, you don't have the standing desk yet. Note, you should then go ahead and check for online shopping again to see if there are any deals on a standing desk converter. Right. But in the meantime, lying on the floor in your workout clothes is like a really good place to be. It's like, oh, you know, what would make me even more productive if I had one of those chairs where you actually are kneeling instead of sitting. Ooh, or and it rocks. a treadmill desk. That's multitasking. Yeah. Classic procrastination technique in my mind is identify that one product that you know will make all the difference. Yeah. And then you have to wait until you get that thing in order to start on the project. Yep. Like, oh, I'm not going to be able to write this thing until I have the perfect pen to write it with. Yeah. Even though I type everything. <laughs> or, oh, I won't be able to do that until I get, you know, my nipple pierced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know where I was going with that. Um, let's see. Next step, 127. Take a shower because you read somewhere that like, oh, Shakespeare took showers and shit, like some shit like that. And it made him oh, a genius because that's where <laughs> all the best ideas happen. Also, by the way, fuck Shakespeare. <laughs> I've been reading this Shakespeare biography. I know, ladies. First of all, I had like an existential crisis because it was like, oh, uh, actually, Shakespeare wrote like the bulk of his plays when he was between the ages of 30 and 34, which is wild to me <laughs> that I am the same age as Shakespeare was. <laughs> I don't know when you hear about all of these things, like when you learn about famous people as a kid, you're like, obviously all of them were like a hundred, not no age. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, then you read about them in your thirties and you're like, fuck, all of these people became famous in their thirties. And yeah, there are all those facts that like make you feel better. That was like, oh, actually, you know, fucking. Also back in Shakespeare's time, I mean, the life expectancy was only until the age of 40. So it's basically like he was 90 when he did all his work, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, to be fair, he knocked up uh, Anne Hathaway when he was 18 and then had to marry her. <laughs> Had multiple. Yes, his wife is named uh, Anne Hathaway. Okay, I did not remember that. <laughs> and our Anne Hathaway, I do possess her. Of course, um, is married to someone named Will. No. Yeah. Do you think that they're the reincarnated spirits? There is photos of them because no. she looks exactly like the Anne Hathaway that no. William Shakespeare married, and he looks exactly like <gasps> William Shakespeare. Guys. Anyway, um, this is a great procrastination tool. <laughs> Let's just learn about Shakespeare. Uh, but no, I did have a full crisis because I was like, fuck, I haven't written any plays. Um, <laughs> but then also I'm like, okay, he had almost no distractions. Yeah. Like, he didn't have the internet. Yeah. Oh, how many TikToks did he have to, you know, distract <laughs> him? None. I'm I'm like, okay, I have like a quadruple the amount of streaming options yeah. as like a medieval peasant. And also, I mean, this isn't like new information, but like 
every Shakespeare play is based on another story like that already existed. Right. He didn't like come up with those plots. They were almost (laughs) entirely taken from other stories and he just kind of, you know, plagiarized them. Basically. And made some fancy languages and then was like, I'm going to call this part of the body the elbow. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, sure. Just because he was like a great poetic genius and invented a whole bunch of words and like wrote everything in iambic pentameter and like... Was like a king of metaphors. It's like, okay, but you didn't come up with Romeo and Juliet, actually. (laughs) So those are all the lies that I tell myself to make myself feel better (laughs) that I am not Shakespeare. (laughs) A man whose work has transcended centuries. (laughs) Anyway, um, next up, obviously, consider meditating for Mm. the first time in your life because you read somewhere that meditating helps clear the mind, even though you haven't been able to sit in silence for longer than five seconds since 2015. (laughs) Step 170, start swiping on Tinder because maybe you'll match with a rich man and then... You can let go of all your worldly responsibilities. Yeah, you don't need any deadlines when you're rich. Yeah, no, you'll be spending the rest of your life swapping emails with your interior designer. Yeah. Who's redoing your cabana. How about that? Your whole thing is putting other people on deadline. Yeah, exactly. I'm the boss now. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Snack time again. (laughs) What else? Start patching up that hole in the wall. That's definitely not there because of the last time you procrastinated and got so angry and punched a hole right through the plaster. (laughs) Um, That's also a really important aspect because like you also have to do all the research to find out how to patch a hole. You can't you don't just like suddenly patch a hole. No, you have to like step one, become a carpenter. Step three, make your own. What is it called? Plaster, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Step three, learn what plaster is called. Oh, first of all, yeah, you do have to rearrange all of your furniture because maybe it's not like the feng shui is off. Right, right. What else? Oh, right. Obviously, masturbate for a fourth time, even though it's starting to hurt a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next step, shave your pubes because you never know when you have to be fresh. Yeah. Also, again, this is all about the mind. Shave your pubes. Shave all those bad ideas out your mind. Because that's also something you don't want to procrastinate. Because if you wait till the moment, it's like, you know, it's just like a haircut. You have to let it grow into itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just, you know, go with fresh cut pubes. No, no, no. No. And then it's like, oh, you you got that straight from the barber look. That's (laughs) like, oh, no, you have to wash first. (laughs) Obviously, very important step. Order 10 new books, even though you've only read three books total in the last two years but this time will be different you gotta support the arts yeah i'm actually supporting an artist named jeff bezos (laughs) (laughs) next think of all the excuses that you can possibly send in to buy more time i spend more time just kind of conjuring up the excuses that i will send rather than just doing the thing yeah i'm like oh i'm not feeling that well oh i woke up with a really bad toothache oh uh, you know I left my window open and then, you know, all my boogers got really hard. And a bird flew in and now I've had to like spend all day trying to catch it. Right. It's like, oh, I actually realized that I was out of my the medication that keeps me from turning purple. (laughs) 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 And then obviously when all of those ideas fail, consider um, staging your own death. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I could just live my life on the road right and then you get to imagine what that life would be like and like all the deadlines you wouldn't have to meet because no one even knows that you exist exactly step number 477 go to sleep yay because let's face it you're not getting anything done you'll probably feel way better in the morning and you'll just wake up super early and you'll finish in the morning when you're fresh and then final step wake up from the least sound sleep that you've ever had. <laughs> Shit out the worst thing you've ever created in your life and send it anyway because that's how life is. We live in a constant hell that is the passage of time, even though we put everything off. And you know what? We're not getting any younger. And I didn't write an end to this. And that's how it that's how it goes, folks. That's how it goes. Hey. I'm proud of you for doing this damn thing. Yeah, you know what? I did it. You did. Guess what? Even though I procrastinated, we got 
to the end. Snaps for Matt. <laughs> oh, and then the very important last step. Um, reward yourself anyway, <laughs> even though you did the worst job that you could have. <laughs> you earned it. You did. That is my problem is the amount of times where I'm like, I shouldn't spend money on this thing. But like, I did a good thing like two weeks ago. <laughs> I'll use that for anything I want. Anyway, that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week? Well, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know that Roe v. Wade might be gutted or even overturned this summer, which is Ooh. absolutely terrifying. Also, fun fact, recently went off of uh, hormonal birth control, so <laughs> truly terrifying. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, so if you're like, oh, what can I do? Uh, I'm sure that we're going to talk about this more throughout the next couple months, but one thing you can do is sign the Abortion Within Reach list of demands. It's a collective action from a bunch of organizations, including Abortion Care Network, National Network of Abortion Funds, Noise for Now, and Seeding Sovereignty. So these are all great organizations to get involved with as well, with either your time or money. But we will have links to the actual, I think I think you'd call it a petition, uh, in the show notes. So um, you can sign that. You can get involved with any of these orgs, and uh, we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you posted. Godspeed to everybody with a uterus. All right, let's get into the TV we're watching this week. Barry, what have you been watching? I know we've brought it up uh, before, but it was, I think, only after the first episode. So I just want to say that I'm continuing to watch Abbott Elementary. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just such a joy. It's such a, I've been watching it in the mornings. So I'll like, you know, have my little coffee and my little breakfast and just have like 22 minutes of of joy. Um, I'm really enjoying it. So that is what I'm watching this week. What about you? What are you watching this week? I am watching Euphoria. I did. Well, I remember watching the first episode like a long time ago and then didn't really stick with it. Now I'm like, I should watch it. It is like, you know. I know. It's way too triggering for me. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) Someone who grew up around addiction. (laughs) I'm hoping. I, I remember the reason that it was hard for me to get into is because the pilot episode is like, I'm just like, what is the upside here? I'm just watching like teenagers addicted to substances. There is like no, there's no plus here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the actors are hot. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like a lot of dicks for no reason. Um, So yeah, I've been watching Euphoria, Station Eleven, still watching. I finished The Witcher. Um, and listen to the podcast that you Ooh. produced, which I loved. Thank you. Um, oh, I do have to go back and listen because there was another episode that was uh, like a recap after oh, yeah. season two. Which we did not produce. Well, I listened to all the ones you produced. Thank you. I also didn't realize that like Netflix is making The Witcher into like a whole like, universe. Yeah, they're doing like a prequel kind of thing. Right. Which looks really good. What else? I've been watching it. I watched a couple movies too. Yeah. Well, Lord of the Rings. We watch a lot of. I also watched Encanto last night. <gasps> you watched it without me? Didn't know we were waiting for it. It's okay. It. That's fine. I will admit, controversial opinion, it was amazing. I was expecting to like be bereft for several right. days. Yeah. The way that people talked about it online was like the mere thought of it later would bring them to tears. Right. Heard that from multiple people. Yeah. I did not find it that emotional. Huh. Okay. And I am I am someone who will cry in the snap of a second. <laughs> is that a saying? Nope, but it is now. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't. I, it wasn't it wasn't like sad to me. But well, OK, with Pixar, there's sad. But then there's also like this is so beautiful and earnest and wholesome right. that it brings you to tears. I and don't know. I know I just didn't. I didn't get right. that one. All right. It was still a great movie. Uh-huh. Would recommend it. Great songs. My parents loved it. So did my so did my nephew. Although mostly it was my parents who talked about it. <laughs> but yeah, it was not like a. It was not like one that uh, made me cry. All right. Anyway, sorry, sorry to Lynn Manuel. So you're a heartless <laughs> bastard. I was thinking that. I was like, I don't know. Did I like double up on my my meds today? <laughs> that I'm just like so emotionless. <laughs> 
<laughs> have I been truly deadened? All right. What's your non-TV chaser this week? My non-TV chaser is something that I <laughs> I said I wasn't going to do. But guess what? I did it and I fucking love it. Embroidery. I'm wow. learning embroidery and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Way more practical of a hobby than paint by number. Because with paint by number, you had to like really like set up a whole space for it every time. You have to be kind of good at painting, which I'm not. You also, if you make a mistake, you're just left with it, which for me is very hard to do. But with embroidery, it's just like way more compact. Also, at the end of paint by number, you're just left with an ugly painting. And it's like, what am I going to do with this? I'm not going to frame it. I'm not going to give it to a friend. With embroidery, um, it's just like a much more practical, smaller scale I really enjoy it. Yeah. I, I enjoy listening to audiobooks, which, by the way, listeners had recommended a specific Catherine the Great biography, and I fucking love it. I'm almost done with it. It has taken me what feels like years, but I love it. So juicy. Boy, did she have a, a lot of favorites, as, as they were called. Oh. The point is, I fucking love embroidery now, and it's bringing me so much joy. To the point where I want to do that instead of watching TV. Wow. I'll just be like, yeah. I want to like sit and do embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my that is my chaser. Yeah, I have been thinking of stuff like that that I need to be doing cuz the problem is my brain is so overstimulated by the in- internet. Yeah. And yes, I did ironically learn this from a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but but they were like it's you can't expect to stop scrolling and then go immediately to like a writing or reading task because your brain it's too much of a shift from like being so overstimulated to like something that requires focus Mm -hmm. and having something in between is what i need to find yeah i mean even in just and listen i'm sure that like three weeks from now i'll be like what's embroidery like i don't remember ever doing that right um and i'll completely drop it but in the meantime my phone time has averaged an hour and a half a day instead (laughs) of the like what used to be three hours and it's purely because i am doing embroidery (laughs) which is ridiculous sure but uh yeah what about you? What's your non-TV chaser this week? Mine is um, perhaps the product of procrastination, but I'm thankful for it, uh, which is that I've lived in this apartment for like a year and a half, uh-huh. and I hadn't until this past week hung any of the artwork on my walls that I had or painted my bedroom. So um, yeah, I finally like hung everything up. Yeah, It's off of the floor. I have like a hallway for the first time. (laughs) It looks so good. Thank you. I will say like, I am the kind of person who, when I need to hang something, I'm just like, well, guess I'm just going to hit this nail into this wall and see what happens. But yours looks like professionally done. I did go through a whole process of like measuring them out. I got like a roll of like brown paper, like wrapping paper. And I like traced out all the frames and then I like taped them to the wall to arrange them. I measured them, like put it into Photoshop. It's almost like you procrastinated just (laughs) hanging them up. But in the end, it worked. Yeah. I have been trying to get better at the kind of uh, like ripping the Band-Aid off of the beginning of a a task. Yeah. Because once I get going, I'm fine. Yeah. It's just the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, it does feel like much better. The problem is now when I'm sitting and watching TV, I kind of hear them like creaking on the wall (laughs) and I'm convinced that my entire wall is going to come crumbling down. (laughs) I think it is only when the heat is blowing. And so it's just the kind of like movement. Yeah. Yeah. The expansion, the slight like change in the frame. Uh But we'll find out when my entire wall comes crashing down. Anyway, but um, yeah, I highly suggest if there is some improvement task in your apartment, hanging something, painting something that you can get done, just, you know, start planning it at least. Buy the paint. Buy, buy the nails. And that's it for this week's episode. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, and obviously you do, you can head straight to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash You can get merch at unhappyhourshop.com. 
And as always, you can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get podcasts. Follow us, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice, okay? I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. And Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Far wherever you are, I believe that my heart will go on. Wow. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>